Hi, I'm David Terra, and welcome to our weekly show, Cloud Industry Forum presents TWF! Uh, what do you think of the cool new mixed reality set that we've got? We love it. First, let me explain that I'm the CEO of the Cloud Industry Forum, which is a not-for-profit, membership-driven trade body. Um, we champion and advocate for cloud software and platform and infrastructure service providers. Uh, we've got membership members like uh, Hewlett-Packard Enterprise, Jiu-Jitsu, OBH Cloud, Escrow London, Softworks, um, Lenovo are just joining, which is really good. Um, if you want to find out more about us, you can go to cloudindustryforum.org, and there's loads on our website. So this show, TWF, goes live every Monday from now on. Um, we'll start with technology news stories and gossip and anything that we believe is significant for our sector of the industry and the cloud ecosystem. Um, each week, we'll interview a guest. Uh, they might be one of our uh, members explaining what they do. It might be a, a book author. It might be someone with a cool new product or a cool new approach to business. Um, it, it could be a whole variety of people. Um, cloud technology is the link. That's the enabler. Uh, but we'll be talking about uh, transformation and reinvention and creativity and leadership and new business models and everything to do with digitization. Um, from episode four onwards, we're on the lookout for speakers to come on Crodtribute. So if you connect with us in the comments below this show, um, maybe you can come along and be one of our uh, uh, guests. Um, or you can email info at cloudindustryforum.org. If you want to connect with me, I'm at DT on Twitter. Uh, I'm David underscore Terra on threads. And I've got an unusual surname, T-E-R-R-A-R. So I'm very easy to find on the web. On the tech news front, where do we start? Well, um, for the first three episodes, we decided we're going to give a kind of a three-part review of what's happened in 2023 up to this point. This point. What are the important stories of the, of the year so far? And we'll be actually, one of the things here is that I think 2023 is a pivotal year. There are things happening now which will be uh, changing the way that we interact with technology from this point onwards. And we'll talk a bit more about it about in a while. Um, probably one of the biggest stories coming to, into this year, however, is a bit negative. Um, we came into this year with mass layoffs happening across the, the, a lot of the tech players. Um, last year, we had a whole list of companies like Klarna and Netflix and Oracle and DocuSign and Spotify and Intel, all citing the uh, macroeconomic conditions uh, and not reaching their sales forecast. Elon Musk fired half of Twitter um, in November. Um, Meta laid off 11,000, um, blamed uh, that on betting big on COVID and increased competition. Um, Salesforce shed 18,000 jobs. Alphabet laid off more than 12,000, but said they were confident about the huge opportunity and their early investments in AI, which is interesting. Um, Microsoft announced the 10,000 job cuts, blaming, again, the macroeconomic conditions and changing customer priorities. IBM missed cash targets. They cut 3,900 jobs. Amazon cut 9,000 jobs. Meta cut some more. Vodafone, in, in this country, cut 11,000 jobs, uh, blaming results and suggesting they're going to simplify their organization. BT announced 55,000 less jobs by the end of the decade. Even Apple cut jobs, mostly, but mostly in their retail organization. Uh, it's macroeconomics. It's, it's the fallout from the loss of production of COVID, 
Um, it's the supply chain problems that were caused by the, the war in Ukraine. Um, it's highlighting how fragile all of our supply chains are. I mentioned Twitter in there. Uh, that's another big story. I mean, the saga of Elon's takeover of Twitter and, and the rather strange decisions he's made um, is quite uh, amusing, outrageous, strange. We just had outages uh, 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 recently and, and rate limits imposed and, and crawlers restricted. Even Google shows less tweets in a search, re search uh, result. Um, headline news all over the world. And um, Interestingly, with perfect timing, Meta uh, has announced uh, an alternative to Twitter called Threads. And I've jumped in. And uh, as I said right at the start of, uh, of this intro, I'm, I'm David underscore Terror on Threads. Um, headline news all over the world. Uh, we're only a short while into whether Threads is going to succeed and is it going to displace Twitter. Um, well, the jury's out, but so far I'd say it's quite promising, it's quite interesting. It's actually, there's a bit of the original spirit uh, of, of when Twitter started in 2006, 2007, and, and those, that late part of the 2000s. Maybe we'll get back to that with, with threads. Um, but the jury's out, we'll see in the longer term. So that was the news, but now we're going to interview uh, someone I'm really excited about, Celine Schillinger. She's going to be talking about her book, Dare to Unlead. I am absolutely delighted with today's speaker. Uh, it's someone that I've known for a long time. We both uh, we first met when we both spoke at a uh, conference in Paris about Enterprise 2.0 stuff. So it must have been quite a while ago, to use that term. Uh, I'd like to introduce Celine Schillinger. Celine, great to have you on the, on the show. Hey, David. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It's great stuff. How about if you introduce yourself, what you've done in the past, and to give us a bit of your background, please. Sure. So I'm a French entrepreneur. I've been uh, working uh, on my own for five years. And before that, I had uh, I have a long experience in the corporate world. First, uh, the first 10 years spent in small size, mid-sized companies, uh, mostly in Asia, doing business operations, running businesses. And then 17 years at a large pharma company uh, manufacturing vaccines, also in business operations roles, and then progressively um, moving towards people engagement, customer engagement, um, and eventually leadership and culture change. And so I've been doing that uh, in Europe, in the US, uh, with the global roles, basically. And that led me to set up my own business and write a book to, uh, that was published last year. And that's uh, possibly why I'm here now. Because that, that's how we met, uh, you know, because we were both operating in the kind of enterprise social collaboration space. But you've written this brilliant book, which is called Dare to Unlead. So tell us a bit about the, the, the story of the book and what triggered you writing it. So the book was really born from my experience uh, across all those years in the corporate world and seeing, um, being appalled by the, the waste of talent, the waste of uh, the reproduction of old, what I, feel, I find obsolete recipes things that used to work to form and direct collectives, you know, people collectives towards certain outcomes, certain results do not work anymore because we as people, as citizens, as, as consumers, as employees, we have changed enormously, you know, under the influence of technology, globalization, migrations, whatever. And so what used to work with people in the past doesn't work now. We expect 
different things, different ways to be engaged, to, to work together. Um, and I feel that large organizations in particular are a bit late in catching up with those trends, which offer enormous possibility, where huge opportunities to engage people differently in order to achieve your know, better results for, for organizations, better business results, but also better human social uh, impact as well at the same time. And uh, the book was born from the realization that there was something possible that was not yet captured by organizational leaders. And through experiences where I myself tried to implement some of the, or to try to, to develop some of those new um, ways, new, new patterns to interact with people, to create a collective value, I have found that some things were really working super well. And I've, um, I've tried to understand why they work. So the book is really an exploration first, and then to, uh, sort of synthesize or bring everything together in a, in a book that is, um, I hope enjoyable to read because it's supported by lots and lots of uh, experiences and uh, stories, but also that it gives people, um, content to think about because it's, it's also are supported by lots and lots of research, amazing thought leaders who I hope bring us towards new direction and definitely towards the future of news. Excellent. Now, one of the things I really like the book, I've started reading it, I haven't got to the end yet, but I'm really enjoying it, as I really like the philosophy of the book. I'm really in tune with that. Tell us a bit about that philosophy. So I would say the philosophy of the book is that we can make leadership broader, uh, and it's the job of all of us, I would say. So it's, there's no, I think it's completely useless to blame, you know, such or such leaders or leadership in general, nor it's our work, you know, wherever we are in our, in organizations and whether we're in business or in, I don't know, public service, whatever, it is the job of every one of us to improve things and we can do it. That everyone has the power to wherever they are in an organization. At an entry level, in the middle master, it doesn't matter. We all have choices that we can all contribute to making things better, to making the collective better. And it's, uh, uh, I think it's, uh, it's a bit lazy to just, uh, you know, stand here, cross our arms and complain, you know, complain about how bad our leaders are or, you know, the president, the CEO, my manager, whatever. Let's do it. You know, let's improve things. Things can start, change can start from anywhere, really. And it's up to us to uh, roll up our sleeves and do it together. And there are many ways, and it's not that the Absolutely. One of the things you say is leadership matters. What do you mean by that? I mean, leadership is not just a fancy topic uh, around which uh, thought leaders or authors you know, get, get busy. It has a direct impact on people's lives. We've seen this. It was blatant during COVID, the COVID crisis, where we saw in real time some countries taking very poor decisions and others taking great decisions. Some companies making very poor decisions and missing the boat completely, and others making great decisions. Where did it come from? It doesn't come from, you know, uh, it's not magic. It comes from how people work together, what, what kind of... Um, inputs, what kind of information are they open to? How, um, how much can they go beyond the echo chamber 
that surrounds leaders uh, all the time. How how brave are they to uh, uh, experiment, to listen, to involve, to engage, to create decisions with people, not just for people? Uh, we need we really need to stop this, you know, push or uh, roll roll out, you know, cascade all kind of approach, which is this technocratic kind of approach, which has been useful in the past, but is no longer useful today. You see the, the amount of disengagement in organization and resentment in the public society. This comes from from this, uh, from the, those old obsolete approaches. So we, it has an impact on people and has an impact on society, it has an impact on, on our countries. So it's not, again, it's not just a, a fancy intellectual topic. It's a, it's a real uh, concern that we can all, you know, embrace and, uh, and make ours. We can own this topic, all of us, wherever we are, and we can make it better. One of the things you talk about in the book is obviously uh, the, the typical kind of command and control hierarchy of, uh, of organizations, but then you talk about the networks. Of, um, so tell us about the power of the network. Mm. So the networks are a huge, huge opportunity precisely improve the way we lead, the way we deliver build value by uh, enabling a faster, wider, more diverse circulation of information by making um, by making people work at eye level, uh, really. This is really this thing. I think one of the key elements of this approach is to remove patterns of domination and submission that are completely toxic for our systems and for how we work together. We will not get rid, I don't think we will get rid of the hierarchy anytime soon. Hierarchy is here to stay, but we can remove its, or as much as possible, some of its, its toxic side effects, uh, which are those patterns of domination and submission. Or I think if we work more as a network, in networks, with networks, leveraging digital networks, so network is a technology, but also more than organizing principle, uh, we, I think we will be able to, to, to shift those very unequal, um, top-down command and control systems towards much more in, equal, not egalitarian, not egalitarian, but equal, um, diverse, rich, equality and diversity, I think is what uh, networks enable very, very much, rather than the silo and segmented and, uh, you know, um, uh, this pyramid kind of approach, which is still prevalent in most organizations. Unfortunately, we're almost out of time, but I've got one last question for you. What, what kind of leadership do we need in today's complexity, uh, sort of stage of complexity? We need relational leadership. To me, it's very clear. Leadership is a connected capacity that emerges from rich, dense, uh, highly connected uh, so social networks, right? So we need this relational capability to be developed everywhere because that's from relation. Relations is uh, are the uh, what make value creation possible in the 21st century. So this is the kind of leadership that I'm advocating for. Relational leadership uh, in a, in a fragmented world is what will enable us to to thrive and to really get better for all organizations and also for ourselves. Thanks, Celine. That's been fantastic. Thank you, David. And for our audience, um, uh, 
Celine has generously donated 10 copies of the book. So if you want to go into the drawer for the book, um, then please uh, put some comments in, you know, put, put your name in the comments uh, uh, under this page and you will enter into the drawer and hopefully get one of the books. It's really great. Thank you. I really hope you enjoyed uh, Celine explaining all about that, uh, that book. Um, this show will be on weekly from this point on. If you want to connect with us, send an email to info, info at cloudindustryforum.org. Put comments in the LinkedIn underneath. We really look forward to you coming back and seeing some more of this. See you next week. <laughs>